To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. So today on Miles from Main Street, I've got my good friend Luke here, who his family is DVC members. And that's something we've never really talked about um, here on the show, uh, mainly because Brian and I just aren't DVC members and we've never, I've never rented points. Um, it's just something, nothing that we've ever uh, done or dealt with at all. So it, it's nice to talk to somebody who um, has stayed DVC before and has DVC, DVC in the family. Uh, Luke, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've been listening since you started up. So it's super cool to be able to be on here. I'm excited <laughs> to re-listen to myself. Maybe I'm super excited <laughs> to talk to you guys about DVC and all the cool things I've been able to do with it. Yeah. Great. I'm really excited because I never have stayed at DVC. I don't know anybody DVC and it's always been a dream to own DVC. So it'll be a fun one. Cool. So uh, let's just kind of start. Um, we can talk about you a little bit, Luke. Um, and uh, I know I've talked about you this about this before, but what kind of got you started um, with Disney and kind of like why did that become a, a passion for you? Yeah, so it's mostly just kind of been something that's passed through the family. Um, it was started before I was even born, really. Um, my grandparents wanted something to do with the family and they came up with Disney world. Um, and they started taking all of my older cousins when they were little. And, um, once, you know, I was born and they started taking me uh, and my brother and we've kind of been going, you know, since I was born, um, and just kind of based off of making awesome memories with the family and having a good time on vacation, go somewhere warm during the winter and make the best out of it. How many trips do you guys make per year? Um, we used to be at about one a year, but uh, recently we've kind of backed off a little bit and we do uh, one every two years or so, um, mostly to make sure we spend all of our points, um, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but at minimum once every two years, but sometimes we'll go once a year or twice. Um, yeah, and we can, we can kind of get into uh dvc uh luke do you want to kind of explain uh i know what dvc you buy into resorts and stuff like that um uh do you want to kind of explain like where your family uh bought into and everything like that yeah so with dvc i guess i mean the most layman's terms way of putting it is it's basically just a timeshare at the resorts um which comes with a lot of exclusivity and the ability to even stay at the resorts is kind of the whole the whole stick behind it. Um, so my family bought in um, right when Saratoga Springs was being built. I don't remember what year that was, but at the time when we had bought in, that was the latest and greatest resort that had come out. 
So our uh, points are best used at Saratoga Springs. Um, with your home resort, you can book out there. I think it's 12 months in advance. Um, but if you're looking to stay at a different DVC resort, it's only eight months in advance. So if you are staying at one of the bigger popular resorts and you're not, that's not your home base, it gets pretty difficult to uh, squeeze into a room there. Um, so we have Saratoga Springs and my aunt has Polynesian and uh, Bay Lake. So we like to kind of combine our points and stay together. That's cool. So um, you said you, that your grandparents have Polynesian and Bay Lake. Does that mean that they bought those like a long time ago or was did they just kind of like they were able to buy into that? Like, I, I guess I just don't know how that works. Like, did were they like, did those come out and they bought into them right away? Um, it was actually my aunt and uncle and they bought in mm. after we did uh, once they kind of saw what we were doing in the vacation club. Um, they bought in Bay Lake right when that was being built, I believe. And then they wanted a second uh, one. So they also bought into the Polynesian. So now they can both have that booking advantage that I had mentioned earlier by those being your home resorts. That's really cool. Yeah. I know, I know that. Um, and again, just, we don't know that much <laughs> about DVC. So I was under the impression that like when those came out, they would like, let them come out for a little bit and then like close those windows. So are you able to like, if I wanted to do DVC, I'm, I would be able to like get DVC points for the Polynesian right now, or is that still just kind of like they have those in windows? Yeah, I think it depends on availability. Um, I know originally they had wanted to buy in the Polynesian, but there just was no availability there at all. So they had went with the latest and greatest at the time, which was Bay Lake. Um, and I think retroactively the Polynesian opened up uh, and that's why they tried to, they took advantage of that and got in there as well. So they own their contracts direct. Do you know, like through Disney, they bought their contracts. Yep. Okay. So then, um, cause I know that there's a secondary market so that you there can is. go out and buy resale contracts from people, I guess, directly from them. Um, and are you familiar with that at all? Um, we haven't participated in the total resale of anything like that. Um, I know my grandparents a while ago had kind of like sold my cousins some points, some of their points, so they could use them and stay um, in their room and use their membership. Uh, but aside from just kind of selling points between different you know groups of the family, um, we haven't partaken in that too often. We've always just ended up using them ourselves, really. That's cool. So the, um, but the benefits you get by owning directly through Disney are, are kind of the, the way to go, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Being able to manage all of that. And like, like you said, it's kind of your, your own then and not through the resale and you can just work directly through Disney and you have all the lines to them. Um, I can imagine if you were through another party, it might get a little complicated. Well, and I know like, so I could go to a website um, and rent some points from someone yep. and use them that way. Um, but I know you can also buy contracts through people um, that want to sell co a contract that they already have. Um, and the way I understand it is that the, the, the benefits aren't as good that way um, if you buy 
from somebody else. You don't get all the like DVC moonlight parties and or whatever else is going on. So um, not sure if anyone else out there is aware of how that works, but that's just a little bit of my understanding on it. Um, so you guys own direct um, and they were able to buy those contracts direct from Disney at some point. Um, so that's pretty cool. You guys, so when you go, do you combine all your points together and just stay together in some big ritzy place or how does that work? Yeah, that's usually what we do. Um, we'll usually combine my family's points and um, my aunt and uncle's points. And we'll, we usually just stay at the Grand Villa in Bay Lake, um, which is a blast. It's just a huge room and you got like 15 members of the family in there and it's, it's a good time. That sounds yeah. pretty awesome. What does that look like? Um, the room? Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually a two-story room, um, and it's got the master bedroom on the bottom floor, and it's got the full kitchen. It has, like, a 10-person dining table. Um, it's got full washer-dryer. I think it has four bathrooms. Um, and then it's got two two bedrooms upstairs with two queens in them. And then another pullout upstairs and another pullout downstairs and beds everywhere. Everyone's sleeping everywhere when we go. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. awesome. I, I bet the view is great. Sorry, Mikhailo. I keep jumping in. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke has told me about these adventures before, and he's told me about uh, how um, doesn't that grand villa face towards the the uh park magic kingdom so you're able to just kind of like sit and watch the fireworks in your uh hotel room if you spend a lot of money on it yeah um <laughs> to get the to get that view is a substantial amount more points mm. for the room um but another advantage of it is the second story room is on the 16th floor i want to say um and only you have access to that floor via your room um mm. and then you can that's the one where you can just walk outside and you're on the roof of Bay Lake, uh, just wow. overlooking the, the whole Magic Kingdom. And everyone usually goes up there to watch the fireworks. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, have you stayed anywhere else? Do you guys always usually just stay at Bay Lake or have you stayed DVC at any other resort? Yeah, uh, we've stayed at Saratoga Springs. Um, is where we used to stay a lot. We haven't as much recently. Um, we did last year, actually. Um, we stayed at Boardwalk for one night on accident. Um, and we, while we were at Boardwalk, uh, my mom stayed at the Grand Floridian with my aunt just to, just as a change of pace, really. <laughs> um, so we kind of, we like to make our rounds when we find rooms that are available. Uh, usually it's not, for your whole stay. Um, but we, every now and then we'll kind of jump around with what's available, just check out the different hotels. So we're not just stuck staying at the same place every time. So here, here's a question for you now hearing that, does that mean that you guys, um, do split stays? Split stay just being different places. Yeah. So like two hotels in one trip. Yeah. Yeah. Last cool. time we did two or three i believe so this next trip that i'm going on this is funny we're off the rails right now <laughs> this <laughs> this next trip that i'm going on uh i'm actually thinking about doing a split stay 
do you like let Disney know about that or do you just like book those two resorts and then like just go and do it? Yeah, we just kind of booked them and went for it. Um, I'm not sure if there's any behind the scenes magic that they can do for you if you let them know that. But um, we were kind of on a time crunch last minute. We're like, we got to spend points. Let's find rooms, whatever <laughs> they they'll give us. We'll take it and just went for it. Cool. Yeah, I know I've heard. I mean, basically what I want them to do is I want to go to the park and then I want them to go grab our bags and then move them to the other hotel so that we don't have to do right. that. Is that something that I did for you guys or did you guys just move your stuff yourselves? Um, we just moved it ourselves. We didn't really have a ton. Um, our last day was pretty quick. It's only four or five days, so it wasn't too big of a deal. Um, they, we got into a pretty big mess, actually, um, regarding that. And when I said I stayed at Boardwalk on accident, um, that's what I'm referring to. We were at Saratoga, and we had to move rooms, I believe. Um, so we were going to be staying at the same place. But we didn't really know what to do our, with our stuff. Um, luckily, we could toss it in my mom's room and just kept it there for the time being. But when it came time, um, we never heard back on our room. So we just, it was one of our last nights there. So we went, just walked over to Disney Springs and had a good time. Um, it was over Christmas. So it was all decorated and, and pretty and shopped around and had a good time there waiting to hear what what was going on with our room um and eventually i don't think i got heard back from them until 7 30 or 8 o'clock at night uh, we were just kind of in the dark and eventually they called us and the lady said hey we don't have a room for you but i think we can work some magic for you um and then she said how would you like to stay at the vice presidential suite at boardwalk and I was like, well, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get our stuff over there. They paid for a, we, we just took a minivan over there. Um, they paid for us to, to take our stuff over there. And we stayed in that room for the night. And we had full access to, uh, they had like a lounge that had food and snacks in it. Um, free room service. And then in the morning, uh, my brother and uh, my friend went down to ESPN and ate there for free as well. So all in all for being impromptu and luckily not having too big of a family there. Um, we were able to kind of make that pivot and get lucky and stay in a really cool room. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that's crazy. I know I, I don't really, uh, there's only been one time that I've seen one of these like presidential room tours uh but that was at disneyland um and that was uh justin scar i think i i think i've shown you justin scar before luke yeah. um and he just randomly was given like the presidential suite at the grand california and i know that place uh looked pretty insane um so that's that's pretty crazy and that that was at the boardwalk yeah yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> that yeah that's that's really cool um yeah, I had never stayed there before, so that was a pretty good introduction to the boardwalk, I'd say. <laughs> For sure. I guess uh, I'm kind of interested in, in where you would recommend, now that you've you've mentioned a few different places, 
what what place is kind of your go-to what place would you prefer to go to if it was up to you i think my absolute favorite um would be bay lake tower um by far actually um i haven't stayed at all the resorts so that doesn't mean it's the best but based off of where where we've stayed um it's absolutely number one in my book um purely to a due to a few things and obviously number one being on at a monorail resort, which just makes everything easy. Um, and the activities they have, um, they have a bunch of activities for the kids downstairs. They go play in the rec room. They have like video games and painting and arts and crafts, you know, schedules throughout the day. And there's people always outside of the pool, uh, doing activities, playing games with the kids, hula hoops, um, all of that kind of stuff. And then, Another thing that's super nice that my cousins love is just walking down to the Contempo Cafe and getting food. Um, it's just like the all-in-one convenience factor there where you really don't have to go anywhere and it's kind of all just there for you. Uh, does that tower feel slightly disconnected to um, the contemporary? Because I know there's like a little bridge that spans both. Um, does it? Is it... Does it ever feel, I know sometimes what I like to do is I like to go like, just like fill up my mug and then you go back to the, um, back to our room. Is that something that like, you feel like you'd be able to do, or does it feel like it's a little bit of a hike to get over to, um, to the contemporary? No, it's really not bad at all. Um, it's a bit of, I'd say almost an enjoyable walk. I mean, you're walking over, uh, the walkway, but you're also looking at the castle and just looking over magic kingdom and space mountain and everything in general. So. It's it's pretty fun, and you get to see the monorails pass by and stuff. So there's a lot of people that hang out there for the fireworks too. It's it's a good spot, um, and it really isn't that bad of a walk. Probably like ten minutes. Well, I feel super left out right now because both you, Luke, and Brian have stayed at the Contemporary. So it sounds like this is something that I should probably get on pretty quick. <laughs> We really enjoyed our stay at the Contemporary. I think it's a great location. And, you know, like Luke said, on the monorail, so it makes makes it um, even that much better. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the walk I had from the Garden Wing over to, like, the Contemporary Cafe is maybe comparable to the walk that they have from the tower. Um, not as good of views as the tower, <laughs> though. <laughs> So uh, Saratoga Springs, that's what um, you and your family uh, own. Definitely one of the newer you, that's for sure. Um, I know Bay Lake is newer and the Polynesian villas that are kind of on the lake are also newer. And then obviously the Riviera too, mm -hmm. um, but definitely one of the newer resorts. It's a lot different feeling than some of the resorts with how sprawled out it is um, not nearly as concise as, you know, Bay Lake tower is where you're just all in a tower um, grounds at Saratoga are huge, which is great, but not great. Um, <laughs> we, we learned very quickly last year when we were staying there that the transportation is not nearly as easy as it is at Bay Lake tower. Um, can't just walk downstairs and catch a bus and you can't, walk over and hop on the monorail. Um, it took a bit of logistics and planning and was, in my opinion, a bit of a pain actually 
um, getting around the resort and even getting from the resort to um, different parks and kind of around the Disney grounds. Um, buses kind of always seem to be late or full. Um, so I, we actually ended up taking just minivans half the time because just for convenience factor and we didn't want to stand around and wait forever. Yeah, I know I, um, my last trip, uh, I actually, my last trip, I actually had to use like Ubers and stuff like that um, because we weren't very close to uh, get on buses and stuff. I, I stayed off property, but it was right next to Disney Springs, but they're not always running buses when I want to get to the parks uh and actually that i kind of found that as kind of a hack where it's like if you if you want to be like one of the first people in line for rope drop just take an uber and because when i went to animal kingdom i was like one of the first 10 cars to get into the parking lot and the uber just takes you right up to the front of the park and you can walk right in so um but i can see how staying in a big resort like that um that would be kind of a pain i know i stayed I know I stayed at Coronado Springs and even that kind of felt like it was kind of a pain because they had like the bus loop for the actual um, resort itself. So there was a, just one place that you went to get on the bus. The bus stopped at all of these other locations. Um, so I, I'm guessing um, Saratoga Springs is probably something like that too. Yeah, it's exactly the same as that. I was just about to bring up the bus loop and yeah, it's where where the kind of block that you get put in comes into play because you might get lucky and be the first stop or the last stop and just have a full bus driving past you every time. Yeah. So being the, the history guy, I feel I need to throw in a couple of things about Saratoga. Um, it originally was built as Disney university. Uh, you could go on vacation and take classes over there, um, which you can imagine People sitting in a class all day started going, why am I not in a park? Uh, so um, that was one of Eisner's grand ideas that didn't really work out. Um, and they still do have a, a version of the Disney University, but it's not um, it's not as robust as it was then, I guess, not as public. It's more meant for companies to bring their, their teams in or their employees into um, team build and and learn something in a day you know um but also as part of saratoga at luke i don't know if you've ever stayed in a treehouse villa there but they've got the treehouse villas and that was actually cast member housing at one time and it kind of fell into ruins um and they didn't have the money to revamp them at the time so then they uh at one saratoga came along they were able to then pivot and redo those treehouse villas and bring that in as part of the Saratoga resort. So um, I think that kind of talks to how big and expansive it is because um, I know I have not been on the Saratoga property myself, but I've taken the bus or the uh, boat from Disney Springs over to Port Orleans and you go past Saratoga and you go past the treehouse, tree houses and it is kind of like the sprawling thing. It takes quite a while to get past all of that. And um, so I think, you know, maybe they had to build out some of Saratoga to make the tree houses feel a part of it. Um, 
but I'm not really sure on that piece, but you know, I think that history kind of explains some of the, the sprawlingness, if that's a word, to, uh, to that Saratoga is. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense then. Um, we've looked into staying in the tree houses, but haven't done it yet. Um, but after watching some YouTube videos of kind of the interior and walk around of them, they do look pretty sweet. And I think we're definitely going to make it a point to stay in them soon. So Luke, um, staying at these like really big, nice rooms and at these nice resorts, uh, do you find yourself spending more time at the resorts and the hotels uh and i mean not like less time but like there's kind of more of an emphasis on being at these amazing resorts uh and then going to the parks or do you find yourself kind of i know when i go i just basically use the resort as a bed but i've never really stayed at um like one of these insane resorts where like you feel like you should probably stay there and hang out a little bit yeah so uh Usually when we're with the big family, um, we'll kind of split it up a little bit. Um, little ones tend to get a little more burnt out than the rest of us. So I think there's almost always someone in the room during the day. Um, and it's always a pleasure to be in the room because you have all the amenities you can ask for. Um, and usually we, we keep a couple just kind of resort days. Um, usually we'll rent a, a cabana down at the pool and just hang out there for the whole day um and that's always super fun just get the, the pool boys to wait on you there um that's a blast and yeah we we plan activities that we can do in the room since they are so big uh, everyone can just kind of hang out in the living room and do bonding or sometimes we played my cousin will put together a big disney jeopardy game and we'll all play that in the room so i'd say definitely more time spent in the room than you probably would as you said, um, at a non-deluxe hotel. Um, but yeah, it's definitely nice to take advantage of, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it makes the, we tend to do bit longer stays um, when we only do it by every, once every two years, um, since my family and then my aunt's family have so many built up points. Um, usually we'll just do like a, two weeks. Um, and with that much time, you can't do park every day there. So it's nice to break it up and hang out in the room um, and just kind of even go back to chill if you have a park hopper and just relax for a little while. You guys, you guys build up points. Is that so I know that you can um, like you can save up points uh, for another year, uh, but are you able to like save up all your points? So like, can you take all your points from one year and then put it towards another year? Yeah. So, um, it, I can't explain it too well because even though I'm now in charge of the points, it still confuses the heck out of me. <laughs> um, but essentially there's what they call use years, um, which is a point in time you have to use your points. Um, and you can at a certain point during the year um there's like a use it or bank it point um like a cutoff date that comes up so they they kind of say hey if you're not going to use them you need to bank these points and that's how you end up getting the big point rooms and everything when we go every two years because we just bank 
one year and then that'll just add on to the next year that you can use to get the bigger rooms on top of putting it together with family's points as well. So do you handle the points for everybody now? Um, I just handle my families. Um, okay. And then when we do the bigger rooms and stuff, usually, usually my uncle handles that. So I'm not too familiar with the whole kind of sharing and using, putting two people's points together to get one room. Um, but yeah, I've been handling ours for a couple of years now and it's simple uh, enough that I can do it. Um, <laughs> they just send me the email saying bank it or use it. And that's pretty much it. Uh, now that we have our two year schedule set pretty well, I just know whether we need to use them or not at this point. So I know with the shutdown and with everything that happened with the pandemic uh, last year, um, there's kind of been a backup in points and I don't know what get where your schedule is at this point as far as your next visit but um are you having trouble spending them do you have a lot banked you know kind of what what's your outlook right now what are you worried about with your points um we're actually looking very good uh we got lucky with our every two-year schedule um so we didn't go last year at all um but we did go late 2019 that would have been then um so in late 2019 before the pandemic really hit or anything like that um and then a couple months later it did so we didn't go at all in 2020 um just banked our points up and we're going to be going now um middle of november we're going to be at saratoga for a week so it, it it ended up working well and we got lucky that we didn't have to stress out about it too much or um, I'm not really sure what their accommodations were for people that couldn't quite get in. Um, but we knew that we had to just book it as soon as we possibly could once it got into this 2021 year since we had to use them, um, which is why we're staying at Saratoga. We just kind of wanted to take advantage of the longer out booking since it's our home resort and get something in the books at least. So they weren't going completely to waste. So if you have something booked like that and say you hit that seven month mark and you want to switch it to Bay Lake or something, um, is that pretty easy to do at that point or? Yeah, absolutely. It's, they make it real easy. Um, I think all the way up until we ended up staying uh, two years ago, I was kind of, room hunting every day to see where we could sneak in or get in anywhere. Um, the main issues that you run into is kind of um, not all resorts are weighted the same. Um, and Saratoga is kind of one of the cheaper ones with rooms and Bay Lake is one of the more expensive ones um, just point wise for the room. Um, and even two years ago when we were looking um, like a two bedroom at Saratoga will kind of go for the same point rate that a studio at Bay Lake will go. So it's a pretty dramatic difference, which makes it a bit difficult to hop around too much. Um, but you just really have to keep looking and hope to get lucky with a, a good room at a good rate. 
So here's uh, the burning question, which uh, I've been been wanting to ask since we've started talking about this, and hearing about um, all of the things, and and I know I've asked you before, Luke, but when are you going to take your friend Kylo to <laughs> one of these rooms? That's the big question. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> well, I mean, it it'll have to be in 2023, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, this is our <laughs> this is our point use here here. So we'll have to figure it out and might might revisit and see the amount of points that we we've been working with and if we want to upend it all or if I myself even want to buy in and start something for my future family. Yeah, I know. I I mean, it's it's a dream for me to be able to do something like that. Um, and buy into Disney Vacation Club. Do you know um, what the rates are? I know I've, I've heard stuff before, and I, I think there are like different tiers. Like you, you can you can do like the least amount of points, and then like there's like a max amount of points or something like that. Yeah, I don't know um, too much about the different tiers of getting in. Um, I know it's just kind of how much points you want um i know my my aunt and uncle bought in for a lot more points than we did and they had the intention of going a lot more than we did um so i guess it makes sense in that sense but at the same time like i had said with the fluctuating point values between resorts um it's kind of gotten to the point where we might want to get a bit more since it gets difficult staying anywhere else um but yeah, for now we're we're doing okay. I think we have about 160 points a year. I think mm. is is what we are at about. Yeah, I was doing a quick Google while you guys are talking, and um, it, it looks like prices per point basis is based on the resort you want to go to, or that you want to buy into, right? Yeah. So, um. I think they're saying that there might, and here I'm just reading quick. Um, sorry, this is great radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it looks like, you know, like some of the headlines I'm reading, it's looking at like maybe even there's some $300 per point contracts out there direct from Disney, um, which is crazy to me. But um, I know the, because I am in a, a, a DVC group because I want to keep up on it. And I was looking pretty hard at it for a while to understand it and to um, possibly be buying in. And I th it, that minimum that you were talking about, Mikhailo, the last I had heard was somewhere around either 100 or 125 points um, that you that you need to buy just to buy direct. Um, but I believe, and Luke, you probably know more about this than I would, but um, if you need to buy extra points for a stay, you can buy up to 24. Yeah, I'm not sure on the exact number, but definitely if you're kind of off like a couple points and you really wanted the room, um, it does offer you the option to to just straight up purchase some points. But like you said, there's a pretty shallow limit on them. Um, it's just kind of if you need the the teeny extra stretch to really get the vacation you want. And I think that 
I'm going with 24 because I think at 25, they're saying just buy another contract. <laughs> but <laughs> So I think current owners can buy a 25 point contract if they wanted. I don't know. I, it's all stuff that I hear now. So. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten too into the nitty gritty. Luckily I kind of inherited being charged when things were pretty smooth and it's all it's all pretty straightforward to me, but even still nowadays, uh, reading through some of the things, just it's all very confusing. Um, understanding the grasp of what a use year was took a very long time for me. <laughs> um, it's a difficult concept to understand, at least for me. Yeah, I know it's. I haven't even really looked into it yet because I know I. <laughs> I definitely want to. I don't know if I really actually start looking into it. It'll probably happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just always been a dream of mine. Um, and I've always loved um, talking to my buddy Luke, who's been able to do these amazing things with um, DVC. Um, and it's, it's always, it was always fun uh, kind of dreaming um, with some of the things that Lucas has been able to do. Uh, so it was really, it was really great being able to talk to you, Luke, about um all this stuff and it's it's always fun whenever we have somebody on here who is passionate about disney kind of the same way that we are it's always great to talk to them um so yeah thanks thanks for coming on and thanks for sharing some of your dvc wisdom with us and your experiences yeah absolutely it's been a blast had a super good time um like i said been listening for a good amount of time now since you came out with the podcast so it's been a pleasure and a privilege to be featured on one of them. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, we want to know uh, what your experiences are with with DVC, that Divi- that Disney Vacation Club. Um, come on out to Facebook, the Miles from Main Street podcast page, or our community group, the Miles from Main Street community. Um, let us know what you guys have experienced, uh, what questions you might have. We can get Luke on there talking as well. Um, I'm sure he'd love to answer some questions about it too. I'm sure you've got all have something. So yeah, we're on uh, Instagram at miles from main street and Facebook as well. So come on out and join us. Yeah. We love to hear from you guys, but that's all we got for you tonight. We'll see you next time on miles from main street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember. Some live close. But most of us don't. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 